Introduction Recouping Our Losses It may be difficult to imagine a religious phenomenon more diverse than modern-day Christianity. There are Roman Catholic missionaries in developing countries who devote themselves to voluntary poverty for the sake of others, and evangelical televangelists who run 12-step programs to ensure financial success. There are New England Presbyterians and Appalachian snake handlers. There are Greek Orthodox priests committed to the liturgical service of God, replete with set prayers, incantations, and incense, and fundamentalist preachers who view high church liturgy as a demonic invention. There are liberal Methodist political activists intent on transforming society, and Pentecostals who think that society will soon come to a crashing halt with the return of Jesus. And there are the followers of David Koresh, still today, who think the world has already started to end, beginning with the events at Waco, a fulfillment of prophecies from Revelation. Many of these Christian groups, of course, refuse to consider other such groups Christian. All this diversity of belief and practice, and the intolerance that occasionally results, makes it difficult to know whether we should think of Christianity as one thing or lots of things, whether we should speak of Christianity or Christianities. What could be more diverse than this variegated phenomenon, Christianity in the modern world? In fact, there may be an answer. Christianity in the ancient world. As historians have come to realize, during the first three Christian centuries, the practices and beliefs found among people who called themselves Christian were so varied that the differences between Roman Catholics, Primitive Baptists, and Seventh-day Adventists pale by comparison. Most of these ancient forms of Christianity are unknown to people in the world today, since they eventually came to be reformed or stamped out. As a result, the sacred texts that some ancient Christians used to support their religious perspectives came to be prescribed, destroyed, or forgotten, in one way or another, lost. Many of these texts claim to be written by Jesus' closest followers. Opponents of these texts claimed they had been forged. This book is about the texts and the lost forms of Christianity they tried to authorize. The Varieties of Ancient Christianity The wide diversity of early Christianity may be seen above all in the theological beliefs embraced by people who understood themselves to be followers of Jesus. In the 2nd and 3rd centuries, there were, of course, Christians who believed in one God. But there were others who insisted that there were two. Some said there were 30. Others claimed there were 365. In the 2nd and 3rd centuries, there were Christians who believed that God had created the world. But others believed that this world had been created by a subordinate, ignorant divinity. Why else would the world be filled with such misery and hardship? Yet other Christians thought it was worse than that, that this world was a cosmic mistake created by a malevolent divinity as a place of imprisonment to trap humans and subject them to pain and suffering. In the 2nd and 3rd centuries, there were Christians who believed that the Jewish scripture, the Christian Old Testament, was inspired by the one true God. Others believed it was inspired by the God of the Jews, who was not the one true God. Others believed it was inspired by an evil deity. Others believed it was not inspired. In the 2nd and 3rd centuries, there were Christians who believed that Jesus was both divine and human, God and man. There were other Christians who argued that he was completely divine and not human at all. 
For them, divinity and humanity were incommensurate entities. God can no more be a man than man can be a rock. There were others who insisted that Jesus was a full flesh and blood human, adopted by God to be his son, but not himself divine. There were yet other Christians who claimed that Jesus Christ was two things, a full flesh and blood human, Jesus, and a fully divine being, Christ, who had temporarily inhabited Jesus' body during his ministry and left him prior to his death, inspiring his teachings and miracles but avoiding the suffering in its aftermath. In the second and third centuries, there were Christians who believed that Jesus' death brought about the salvation of the world. There are yet other Christians who said that Jesus never died. How could some of these views even be considered Christian? Or to put the question differently, how could people who considered themselves Christian hold such views? Why did they not consult their scriptures to see that there were not 365 gods, or that the true God had created the world, or that Jesus had died? Why didn't they just read the New Testament? It is because there was no New Testament. To be sure, the books that were eventually collected into the New Testament had been written by the second century, but they had not yet been gathered into a widely recognized and authoritative canon of Scripture. And there were other books written as well, with equally impressive pedigrees, other Gospels, Acts, Epistles, and Apocalypses claiming to be written by the earthly apostles of Jesus.